being able to study and being able to pay attention and be respectful and do all the things that you're supposed to do to, to be able to, uh, to be a good student, to be, a, to be a good person, also apply to racing. Welcome to The Art of Fatherhood, a podcast that takes you on the journey of fatherhood. Now here's your host, Art Eddy. What's going on, everybody? Artie here for another edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I'm very happy to have Kevin Harvick. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me, sir. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man, no doubt. Looking forward to chatting with you about the Tate 2500. This, of course, like you announced, this is your last year uh, racing. But I want to talk to you about something I think you really enjoy about your role as a father. So let's talk a little bit about your fatherhood journey. When you found out you were a dad, what was going through your mind, sir? Well, you know, I, I think for myself and really Delano, there were a lot of things happening in our life at that particular time. We had a business with 140 people that we decided to sell to start our family. And as we went through that process to be able to shut the business down and really transition into being parents uh, as a dad, that was a that was a lot. That was a lot to transition through because you were used to going to work. Uh, every day to um, you know try to solve the the day before's problem or the last week's problem or find out what the new problem of the day was and for me I I had um, you know had to multitask um, you know, a lot of days and, and we would spend a lot of time with our employees and and at the office and and as we um, had Keelan and, and started to transition into actually being a dad not just talking about it. I think the, the biggest anxiety that I had was probably when we loaded Keelan in the car uh, to leave the hospital and realized that uh, the two of us were on our own to be responsible for this, uh, this, this young human being and, and uh, what was going to happen next. So, you know, the, the journey of, uh, of being a dad for, for, for me has been uh, challenging and great all in, all in the same, in the same breath, just because of the fact that you know, you look back at, you know, whether it's changing your first dirty diaper or, um, you know, having to pee in your face or whatever the whatever the circumstance is that you're having to deal with. There's always something that that you could have done better, but it always seems to evolve and change as to the problems that you're that you're fighting because of the fact that there's it's just it's a constant evolution with their with their attitude, the things that they say, the things they do at school. Um, things they like, don't dislike. It's a, it's a, it's a moving target. So you have to kind of roll with the punches, but um, you know, it's, it's, it's been fun uh, for the, for the last 10 years. No doubt. Sir. Thank you very much for the honest answer. I know a lot of dads can feel uh, a lot of things you were saying. One of the things you mentioned, you know, driving, you know, when you left the hospital, you're a NASCAR driver. And I know that you're not going to, you know, start going like hundred miles an hour, but like, talk about like, is someone from, for me, who got was like nervous driving. I have two daughters. And like when I was driving her, like the first one home from the hospital and the second daughter, still kind of nerve wracking for you, someone who drives for a living. How tough was that drive? Were you nervous? Yeah. Just like a, the common folk who drive on the road every day. Like what was your thoughts driving home? <laughs> well, the, the, the only issue I had putting, putting him in the car seat was just the fact that uh, how, how tied to tighten the seatbelt. So I didn't have any, I didn't have any issues driving him home, but the hardest part for me was was really trying to figure out how to put the car seat in the car. So I was fortunate to uh, have one of my friends over and uh, he he's, was an used to be a PGA golfer, uh, Jason Gore. He, he helped me 
read the instructions and, and try to put in my, my first car seat. And I didn't realize that something so simple could be so complicated. So uh, learning, learning about the car seat for me was way, way, way more difficult than, than the drive home. So, uh, and, 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 and little did you know, at that point, you, you didn't realize that putting in the car seat would be the, the, the most challenging thing to do up to that particular point. Uh, but then you had to turn it around a couple of years later and figure out how to put it forward. So uh, buying the car seat and understanding which car seat did what, and there's, there's a lot to all of it. No doubt. Um, you know, especially one of the things I love on your social media and you also your son's social media account is he's following your footsteps. He's driving. Right. And you guys talk about sometimes the, the anticipation or where you think, you know, he might, uh, place in, in uh, a race. And then there's certain things where he's like, Oh, I mess up here and I'll do better next time. So I think um, accountability just from that video, just for what he posted about the race is something that you're trying to instill in your kids. Talk about some of the other values that you're looking to instill into them. Well, racing has a, has a great way of instilling a lot of that stuff in them naturally because of the fact that, you know, it's, it's just like this week, he really, you know, we, we knew he was going to struggle and, and you know, he's, He's in the middle of he's racing this week in his legend car uh, here in Florida, but he's in the middle of, of uh, being put into something that he's never experienced before. And, and the accountability that comes in to effect with trying to go fast and, and trying to find that last tenth and a half on an oval is much different than anything he's ever experienced before. And so being able to study and being able to pay attention and be respectful and do all the things that you're supposed to do to, to be able to, uh, to be a good student, to be, a, to be a good person also apply to racing and racing will, will teach you that very quickly. If you can't do all those things, nobody will want to work for you. And if you can't study well, then you can't prepare well in, in a race. And so all those things in life kind of go hand in hand with, with racing and, and to be able to, uh, have him realize those things because of the fact that he's not running as fast as he wants to run all that's on him. And, you know, a lot of times it's you against you, how good do you want to be? And that, that requires you to um, learn how to do things that you don't like to do, do things that you don't like to do and uh, be able to be good at it. And, and so, and I tell people this all the time, this is a racing community is a very small community, but there isn't a better place to, to, uh, have your kids grow up and, and be a part of than, than this, uh, this whole racing circle. No doubt. Yeah. I've had the fortunate chat with not just you, but other NASCAR drivers and just people in the industry and see firsthand the different things and family is, is in the forefront, uh, whether they're coming and, you know, you guys are hanging out in the trailers together or whatever the case may be, you guys are there. And I love that. Two more questions before we start kind of focus more on racing. Um, what is something that your kids have taught you either about yourself or about life that maybe you didn't know was there until you had kids? Well, I have a daughter who's very honest. So, you know, five-year-old honesty is, um, is, is, is another level. So, um, we had a, we had a, we had a situation uh, at one of the local short tracks where she went into the, went in, into the restroom with her mom. And she, she said, uh, she told one of the female competitors that was, that was coming out of the garage, out of the bathroom. She's like, Oh, I like your suit. And she's like, Oh, thank you. And she went into the stall and then and, and, uh, the young lady was washing her hands and she told she told Delana, she's like, mom, you always tell me to be really nice. I really didn't like her suit. It just doesn't fit her well. And she was like, um, and, and the, the girl heard it and she's like, um, man, that was a pretty that was a pretty funny story. She's like, I heard what, what Piper said in there. I love her honesty. 
and so so yeah it's just it's really one thing after another with piper she's brutally honest and will just blurt it out <laughs> love it we've all been there yeah they're like between three and five like you just like i'm sorry they said that right <laughs> like i yeah. love it what is uh a dad hack or a piece of advice you'd offer to new dads listening to this oh if i had a piece of advice i would just tell you to take a lot of deep breaths and you know i think for for um for those going into this for the first time i made this mistake with with my wife right after the week the week that we had keelan i had to go to a test in indianapolis do not call your wife and tell her how much fun you're having if you have a traveling job. Just go to bed, tell your wife you love her, and do not talk about any of the things that are going on while you are traveling because she is not traveling and she is not happy. I promise you. <laughs> no doubt. I remember when my wife, we our oldest was born in February, and she was just like, when she was like, I need just to get a coffee. And like, that felt like a trip to Disney for her. So yeah. you're so right, man. Love it. You know, you announced this year, this is your last year racing. And you said it, you knew it was time, but like, is it hard for each race? I mean, I know you prep and you make sure you're ready for each race. You and your team are ready for each race. But like, is the added fact, like, this is the last time I'm driving around this track, does it add more weight? this year than Pat than others and really this year is just a different plan and every year that we go into a season we have a plan of things we did good things we did bad things that are changing and this year was obviously a much different plan than, than anything any adjustment that we've had to make in the past so going into this year required a lot more time and a lot more preparation uh, you know a lot more meetings to sit in a lot more conversations to have than, than years past but it was it's the, it was a necessary evil uh, because of the fact that, you know, we wanted to go into the season being very organized and being having everything out there, having logos and T-shirts and merchandise and paint schemes and helmets and everything that you needed to tell a story of, of your racing career over over the past 30 years. And but have all that planned out so that you could focus on the competition and being competitive and doing the things that you need to do, but also. Uh, being respectful to the sport, uh, whether it's your team or your sponsors or the fans or the racetracks, you know, to put as much out there as possible and have everything as organized as possible for all those people to be able to say, okay, here, here's what it is. If you want to do this, you can use this and, and uh, let's tell this story, not that story. And, and so there was a lot of decisions to be made. So it's been a, it's been a really busy off season. And, and I think for, for me, I understand and we've had conversations going into the season of, look, there's just going to be there's going to be more that you have to do um, because of, you know, the, the situation. And, and that's OK. As long as as long as I'm prepared and, and know what I'm getting into, I'm fine and I can carry a high workload. That's that's no problem uh, because it's still not as big a workload as I carried 20 years ago. So it's OK. Nice, man. Um, talk a little bit. Obviously, Daytona 500, you guys are getting ready for this you know, very famous track, but for you, you know, you obviously won there as well. You know, is there in your career a victory that stands out more than the others just because of where it was and when you won that track in, you know, that time in your career? There are definitely, there are definitely races that are bigger to win than, than others. And, you know, winning is great. And, and the thing that I can tell you is winning the Daytona 500 is bigger than all of them. And being able to experience that and, and, and know and see and hold that Harley J. Earl trophy in the middle of, of Daytona Speedway and really go back and, and, you know, as you look back on 2007 win here now and, and you realize that you 
you know, you were racing against one of the sports best in, in Mark Martin and, and, um, but you understand that the magnitude of, of the event and, and the things that come with that and the importance of, of being able to have your name on that trophy, but also being honored to, to uh, have your name on that trophy next to some of the greatest names that have ever raced in this sport. So it's, um, you know, Daytona is huge. I think for, for me, Indy was, was huge to be able to go to victory lane there so many times because when I was a kid, I grew up in Bakersfield, California. So I wanted to, I wanted to be like Rick Mears and race open wheel cars and win at the Indy 500. And, and uh, when I look back at you know, winning that race and for the first time in, in 2003, and you know that you, you watch the videos now and there was 300,000 people there and, and, the thing that I remember the most is riding around in, in the pace car after the race with, with Richard and, and Delana and Kevin Hamlin and, and being able to have that victory lap, which they don't do anymore because it's just a, it's just different than, than what it was. But, you know, that's what, that's what you do after you race the Indy 500. So for me, I've in some ways been able to live out my childhood dream and, and uh, have been able to race cars my whole life. And, and some days you think your, your, your job stinks and, and, um, but my job's not that bad. I, I'm almost <laughs> embarrassed to call it a job. <laughs> hey, when you when you do something you love, you know that's your occupation. Really, it's no longer a job, right? The adage they say. Two more questions before I hit you up with a fatherhood quick five. And again, I appreciate you being gracious with your time. Um, is there something like you would go back if you had a time machine, go back in time, and like especially during the off season? Are there certain you don't have to like obviously tell the tricks of the trade, but are there certain things that you would tell your younger self about? prepping for the start of a season that you were like, as you get older, you get more experience, especially this goes to like parenting too. It's like, trust me, I've been there kid. And they'll roll their mm -hmm. eyes. But like, if you could go back in time and give yourself an eye roll moment, but like, tr trust me, kid, this will help out. Is there something yeah. that you would share with your younger self? Yeah. You know, I think for, for us, we have a sports sports agency that, that we have a lot, a lot of young athletes and, and I have a great relationship with a lot of the young kids uh, that I call them kids because they could be my kids. <laughs> uh, because of, of the fact that, you know, they ask a lot of questions. And, and you know, I think that the biggest thing when you come into cup racing is time management and, and, and being able to, to manage your time um, and know that you're going to make some sacrifices on the fun side. And, and, and you have to, the more organized you are, the more fun you'll have because it'll be, you'll know what to expect and, and you can plan your fun. Uh, at, at certain times because so many of them are so unorganized and so last minute and late and disrespectful and do a lot of the things that, that, you, that you just, you know, you can't do to be a professional. And in order to be good at this, you better have your whole circle of life in order because if you don't, somebody else is. And if you want to consistently win at this, that's a constant evolution and a constant change and a constant understanding of of being honest with yourself and knowing that I got to do this better and making that change, making the changes is, is difficult because of the fact that, you know, just, it's hard to explain to a, you know, 23, 24 year old kid that you need to not go hang out with your buddies and drink beer and party because somebody might take a picture of you or, you know, you're going to be late tomorrow morning or you should be working out or whatever the scenario is. Um, because their friends are like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. It's just one day. And, you know, sometimes that one moment can be, can be pretty detrimental to, to everything you do. So it's hard to make, it's hard to understand the magnitude of the situation that you're in. And, uh, you know, when you're, when you're in your mid to young twenties. Uh, and so it's, um, 
I wouldn't trade it for anything because I was fortunate to have a lot of, a lot of people around me uh, to be able to help me navigate through those scenarios. And, and Richard Childress was one of the best team owners that you could ask for because of the fact that he'd been there and done that. And, and he'd done it at the highest level with, with Dale and at a, at a level that, you know, for, for me is it will never be reached again. And I did all that in my first year. So, you know, there were a lot of things that I learned along the way to, to be able to apply and, and learn from through the years, but um, it's still the same concept. It's just, it's just a, you know, it's, it's a different scale for everybody. Gotcha. Thank you very much for sharing that insight. And uh, like I said, one more question before the father, quick five for you. Uh, I love the video that your wife and your daughter posted about the transition from, you know, driving to, you know, up in the booth. What are you looking forward to the most about kind of, you know, doing the broadcasting part of it now? Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm always a firm believer that um, you bring your friends to the racetrack with you. So it's important to have a relationship with your competitors and people in the garage, but it's also important to not be so close to them that you won't just do what you have to do for your race team. Um, if the, if the situation is, is necessary to, to, to win a race or put yourself in position. I think for, for me, the thing that I'm looking forward to the most is finally being able to take a deep breath, uh, let that, let that competitive mindset go and be able to just enjoy the sport, um, enjoy watching the, the competition and the people and everything that, that comes with that, because it is consuming. It is very consuming uh, to be able to think about all the different scenarios and situations of, all right, is this good or bad for me? Are my fast or slow? You know, do I need to do this or do I not? Need to do? There's just so many decisions that come up, come along with, uh, you know, making the race car go fast and making your team successful and, and having that mental mindset that, that leads to being successful is, is difficult. So, you know, I think having fun with Clint and Mike in the, in the booth and, and being able to go out and drink a beer with him at night and, and talk about what happened during the day and, you know, not having to worry about, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow, um, you know, is, is going to be, that part's going to be fun for me. Nice, man. Thank you again for the time. Finish off with the father, quick five favorite family movie. Do you guys have one? Favorite family movie. Uh it goes through phases, but usually we only have enough time to watch movies when it's a holiday. So I guess the last one we went through was Christmas and it was Home Alone, one, two, three, 27. I don't know how many of them there are, but we probably watched them all. <laughs> nice. Favorite band or artist that you like their music you can't wait to share with your kids is what? Oh, my kid, my Keelan thinks my music is, is so dumb. So he, he thinks that he thinks that uh, Aerosmith and the Red Hot Chili Peppers and and uh, the Foo Fighters or whoever it may be from from my generation of music is is no good. So usually I just get skipped and I just listen to whatever my kids listen to. Good dad right there. Uh, describe the perfect family vacation. Where would it be? Oh man. Well, I think I think for us our our favorite our favorite family vacation is is going to Wyoming and just hanging out. Whether it's winter or summer, we we love to go to go to Jackson and just chill out. Nice. For a NASCAR fan who can't wait to go to their first track and see it in person, which track would you tell them to go to? Well, there's nothing bigger than the Daytona 500. So nice. There, there's nothing like the the first lap of the, the first green flag of the season um, and coming to the green. The, the anticip- our, our sport is different. So the anticipation leading up to the green flag at the Daytona 500 
there's just nothing like it the rest of the year. Love it. And uh, lastly, top three words you hope your kids would use to describe you as a dad. What would you want them to be? Top three words would be loving, stern, but fair. Awesome. Great three words right there. People, make sure you follow Kevin on Twitter and Instagram at Kevin Harvick. In addition, go to his website for more on him and his foundation at KevinHarvick.com. Thank you again. I know super busy day, media day, but I really appreciate taking the time to chat about your father's journey. I wish you and your family continued success, sir. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Thanks. Thanks for checking out this week's edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And also go to artoffatherhood.net. You can have a chance to check out some great articles like the weekly Dad's Doing It Right column, the Collector of the Week, and many more. Plus, you have a chance to win some very cool prizes like video games, collectibles, all that good stuff. Go to artoffatherhood.net. And please make sure you rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts because that will greatly appreciate it to get the word out on the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and go to artoffatherhood.net.